0: You're gonna bang me and you're gonna pay me this much. Oh
1: fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck.
0: Mm. Thanksgiving Day. Family. Turkey. Football. A cozy fire and some warm titties. But you know the real reason for the season? What? Movie Muggin. Happy Thanksgiving, baby. Welcome to Movie Muggin, the Father and Son podcast that on this Thanksgiving day is thankful for you. Indeed. Our dear listeners, we appreciate you. What are you guys thankful for? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. You're thankful for Movie Muggin. Uh, we saw that one coming. Yeah, you know Movie Muggin is kind of worked its way into Thanksgiving, like football. Like, people look but forward... better to, than that. Yeah, people look forward to watching football on Thanksgiving, but now, Movie Muggin's a part of that.
1: It's more of like, get the Doritos and the dip and sit with your family and your Movie Muggin jerseys and listen to Movie Muggin. <laughs> we need to get some of those. We <laughs> totally need to get some of those. Conceited, but it would still be
0: funny. <laughs> I think we need to make that happen. What numbers will they be? Fuck, I don't know. I don't even know what number this episode really is. Like 72.5? Well, I mean... No, no. Blixty (laughs) 2.5. All right, guys. Well, you know what time it is. It's the Thanksgiving version of Lobby Time with Vincent Jack. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is the time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching and talking about, but we still think it's important enough to warrant some airtime. So I want to thank everybody for reaching out um, and uh, and checking in on us to, to see about our injuries that we talked about last week. My, uh, my tongue from the uh, Parmesan cheese. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, why the fuck did you eat Parmesan cheese if you uh, have problems with it? I wasn't sure that I had problems with Parmesan cheese. I used my context clues yeah, and thought that that might be the issue. <laughs> but I went ahead and uh, had some on my spaghetti anyway and soon found out that, yes, indeed, I am allergic to Parmesan cheese and it fucks up my tongue. And you still have it. And my tongue is still jacked up. But here I am again, fucking trooper. You can count on Vince. <laughs> I'm going to bring it. Doesn't matter what's going on. So, just wanted to follow up with you. Uh, I know a lot of listeners were concerned about you as well. Um, how's the uh, how's the boil situation?
1: I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's flat now. Uh, a lot of dead skin. Okay. Uh, a little, like, bloody-looking spot. Mm. It stopped bleeding, so that's good. A couple days after, I there was still some blood on my waistband. Yeah. Hey, but- pass
0: the cranberries while you're at it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now around the Thanksgiving table. Now it just itches a little bit. All that's right. okay. All right. So something that I, I'm, I'm not thankful for COVID um, at all, but I am thankful that COVID has caused things like no potlucks at work mm. because I hate those fucking things. Like they always send out an email talking about, okay, we're going to have a potluck here and there and come down to the front desk and sign up. And I try to hurry down to the front desk so I can write drinks. You know, because I'm not going to bring any fucking food. I'm certainly not going to make anything.
1: I was going to say, I don't really know what a potluck is. Yeah,
0: you will one day once you get in corporate America. They want to get together and have everybody, I don't know, hang out or something. So a potluck is just like people write what they want to bring
1: on a list and then you have a party? Yep. Why can't it just be called a party? I thought a potluck well, was like a raffle to win like no, uh, the no. new iPad 12.
0: I mean, I say it's a potluck; it could be like a Thanksgiving meal. Or, but people sign up. I'm going to bring chili. I'm going to bring chicken. I'm going to bring uh, cornbread casserole. I'm going to bring nothing because I'm not going. Right. That's kind of how I feel. So I'm kind of thankful that that shit's been wiped out because if I can't get there first and put drinks or plasticware, <laughs> it, it, I like, I feel guilty, but. I hate going to those things, man. I don't want to hang out with my coworkers. Is, is that wrong? No. Like, I don't want to hang out with you after work, and I don't want to hang out with you at work. <laughs> like, this, I, I'm not there to yeah. make friends. I'm not I, there in, to— In my
1: stage of work, since I work in a, just a store with people who are like me in my age, it's different. But when you have, like, an actual job, I, I guess it changes quite a
0: bit. Yes. Yes, it does. Also, somebody has a birthday tomorrow. Yep. The big two O. 0 I
1: won't be a teenager anymore. Jack will no longer be a teenager. My behavior will be inexcusable
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about 2
1: A little bit more strange than turning 19, because, I mean, I'm not a teenager anymore. That a, means a little bit. I Not really. <laughs> Same thing as, like, you ask anybody, does it feel to be this age now? It's just like, well, it just feels like another day passed.
0: Yeah, but there's milestone ages, like like
1: eighteen and twenty one and, well, like, and then thirty five, no, so no, I could become
0: president. I would say I would say <laughs> like what? You know what? Sixty nine any fucking buddy can become president, evidently. But like thirteen is a milestone because kids aren't teenagers. They become yeah. teenagers. Not a preteen anymore. 16, you can get your driver's license. 18, you're not considered a minor. 20, you're no longer considered a teenager. So 20 is kind of a milestone. (laughs) I had a different one for 18. You can have sex with your teacher now. (laughs) But yeah,
1: 21, that's when I'll say it feels different because I'll be drunk.
0: So maybe on your twenty first birthday, we'll do an episode and we'll just get hammered together. And uh,
1: mom would kill you. Yeah,
0: you, know, you know what? She'd kill me if I got hammered. Even though I'll, I'll be of age, she quit paying attention to us a long time ago, <laughs> and she doesn't even listen to the episode. So, True. You know, how well, do you think? How do you think I get through this marriage, man? I'm drunk every day.
1: <laughs> so if she doesn't listen to the episodes, then she one hundred percent won't find out that both of us got hammered. <laughs> you'll fall down the stairs and I'll just be yelling real loud talking to my friends. It's it's going to happen sooner or later. Yeah, so might as well have it happen sooner. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, well, uh, happy birthday, Eve. Thank you. Jack, and thank you for uh, spending it with me doing <laughs> movie mugging. You're welcome. All right, got anything else? Nope. All right, well, let's head on over to the podcast studio slash viewing room and Jack will unveil today's movie. And just so you'll know, ladies and gentlemen, I... I gave Jack uh, free range. He does not have to go with a Thanksgiving movie. Uh, so I, I might have been given some hush money to not do a certain movie. I, yeah. I. Uh,
1: Which is not it's not against the rules. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> but he, the other day he said, I do not want to watch Thanksgiving 3. And I was like,
0: okay, I can do that for you. In all fairness, I texted you today and said, you know what? If you want to do Thanksgiving 3, go for it, man. It, it's your day. Just not Borat, please. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's... Uh, and I never give like, him okay. parameters, but I, 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 just, I just... It's ask. fair. It's, it's
1: fair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, To be honest, I don't really want to watch Thanksgiving 3. Um, okay. The only reason it would have been picked would be for a Thanksgiving episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't love the first one or anything. And the 45 minutes that it was on because it's such a short, shitty movie. It felt like forever, so I'm not too interested, but it might also have to happen. So, um, yeah. Today's movie came out uh, the same year the last movie did, 2014. It's rated R. Uh, this movie has a runtime of one hour and 57 minutes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 95%, wow. while the audience gave it an 85%. IMDb rated this a 7.9 out of 10 stars.
0: That's a pretty big uh, gap between the two.
1: Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen this either, so I didn't look too far in The Mormon Mothers. Okay. Uh. It says that there's no sex or nudity and that we see a man with a
0: bleeding foot. And you went with it anyway. No sex, no nudity, and you're like, yeah, I'll go ahead and roll with this. That's and, normally a tap out right away, <laughs> isn't it? No. You're not going to see any boobs.
1: You're playing it up. Am I? Yes. Am I? I like Lord of the Rings. There's no yeah. boobs in that, okay. I can't think of any other movies <laughs> I like right now for some reason. I bet only like two of my 100s have boobs. I doubt that yeah, I doubt that too, but we'll see. um I know Road trip had boobs. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't remember it having boobs. But I mean, we could—that would be there. one that I would say probably had boobs. Uh, I'm
0: guessing we could go down the list, and I'm going to guess at least four of the 27 100s you've given. There's out.
1: 27. I did not do. Tw- <laughs> uh, I've done like 15. There's no way I've done 27. All right, go on. Okay, uh, this movie is called Nightcrawler.
0: Ah, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know what this is.
1: Uh, I didn't even read the the plot. I mean, I know he's a uh, photographer and, like, takes pictures of crime scenes or something. He's, like, a shady guy.
0: Okay. But that's it. All right. What better movie for Thanksgiving than <laughs> uh, Nightcrawler? I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I do, too. Um, he was great in Donnie Darko.
1: I was going to say, I, I haven't really seen him in very many movies. I'd say this is probably the fourth movie or something like that. Because I've seen Donnie Darko. I've seen Southpaw. We actually did an episode on that. Yeah, and scrapped it because yeah. it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like there's been something else. I mean, I've seen a little bit of the Prince of Prince of Persia movie, <laughs> uh, which actually looked kind of cool from my memory.
0: I there mean, is no way that's a cool movie.
1: Well, like like I saw like the fighting. No matter if a movie is shitty or not. To a degree, fighting is like almost always
0: good. Yeah, like, you know? like a, a shitty movie can have some good qualities, but it's still a shitty yeah. movie. Yeah, so I'm sure the movie is shitty. Yeah.
1: But he is like kind of an A-lister, right? Mm. A-lister, minus B-plus lister? Because you don't see him in just in everything. He's not Brad Pitt, but he's not uh, like a
0: billion miles behind Brad Pitt, you know? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm some 51-year-old jackass who's ranking people, right? <laughs> like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, he's a B-lister in my mind. But well, fuck me. Who the fuck am I?
1: But I feel like at least, like, maybe a, a fourth or a third of his body is in the spotlight, you know? Like, if celebrities are sitting in a dark room with the spotlight, like Brad Pitt and Will Ferrell and stuff are in the middle, he's got a little bit in there, right?
0: You look so confused. It's just you and your strange analogy things. It made sense. Yeah. You're just hating on me. All right, let's do this. <laughs> let's take a thankful movie mug and pause. And we're back after watching 2014's Nightcrawler. Yep. It was kind of weird.
1: And very coincidental that this movie was actually a lot about Thanksgiving. <laughs> right? hmm Yeah. So strange. I didn't even, I had no idea.
0: I mean, what's more Thanksgiving than murder and mental illness? Not much. And, 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 <laughs> and, and documenting it.
1: In this family,
0: not much. Well, another great performance by Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I, I kind of <laughs> feel like he maybe goes under the radar a little bit. Of being one of those guys that you're like, if if you're like listing great actors, you know you're not going to think of him.
1: He's not on the top of everyone's list.
0: No, but then you watch a movie he's in, and and, like like, I haven't watched a ton of them, but Donnie Darko, he was great. But holy shit!
1: Uh, Like I said, probably what like thirty minutes into this movie, maybe even less. I was like, this is like Joker level. Like acting and like Whoa. mental illness portrayal and like there's all the subtle things that happen between uh Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie, they just do these things like they studied up on certain mental stuff and they're like, okay,
0: I can imitate that. Let's uh let's get back to that thought here in just a minute because mm-hmm. I actually wrote that down in my notes. Okay, let me go ahead and give it the fifty cent tour real quick. This movie is about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. He is basically a thief. He's got a way with words. He's kind of a, like, he's a super smart guy, but there's, like, a little mental illness there.
1: More than a little bit of mental illness. Yeah. I I was going to say, he's not super charismatic, but he is a conversational puzzle master. Like he That's a great way to put it he he it's like he has a formula to everything he says and does Mm -hmm. where he already knows where he's gonna end it. It just he's so manipulative. Very and he he's not afraid to show that he's being manipulative, but it's still people are like, fuck, well my hands are completely fucking tied. Yeah. And so they have to do what he says.
0: He like backs people into an alley or something where there's no Verbal escape. or I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's hard to describe.
1: Rides him like a fucking horse. Yeah,
0: but he's <laughs> uh, he, He's driving home one evening, and he sees a car on fire and some police officers stopped, and he gets out of the car, not to help, more of a morbid curiosity, I yeah. think. And as he's watching the scene unfold, a van pulls up, and these two guys with cameras jump out, and they start filming it. And then he follows them and finds out that they're filming... Like accidents and and and, and things and, and selling it to... News stations. Yeah, and, and making money. They're
1: nightcrawlers.
0: Yeah, and one of the guys said, if it bleeds, it leads. And that's typically how news is. They're going to give you the ugly shit first because that's what gets the ratings. That's true. So Jake Gyllenhaal is like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. And he steals a bike, buys a shitty video camera. And a police scanner. Uh-huh, and, and he starts going out and trying to film things. But he... Has fucking huge brass balls. He'll go right up to somebody as they're dying and put the camera right in their face, and the cops are like, back the fuck off. He doesn't know any boundaries at all.
1: I think he knows the boundaries, but he doesn't care. I don't know. Like it, like, it has no personal effect on him. know. Oh, like, it definitely doesn't it, have a
0: personal effect.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just really, it's hard to tell, man. He's a fucking psychopath or sociopath, whatever. He's one of them or both of them or... <laughs> I don't even really know the definition of either of them, but he's one of them.
0: By going behind the crime tape and getting some very exclusive-looking shots, he meets up with Renee Russo. She's a uh, program director of the night shift of a TV station, and he starts slowly selling her videos of things that happen, and he gets better at it and better at it and better at it. New equipment, new car. Then he... (laughs) <laughs> we can talk about him in a little bit if you want to. He he gets this basically a homeless guy and hires him to do a lot of stuff for him. But they go to this place where there's a breaking and entering. And they get there before the cops. Mm-hmm. And Jake runs up the driveway with his camera. And meanwhile, there's shooting taking place in the house.
1: <laughs> yeah. Fucking, he, he he doesn't know when to turn around no, and say, no. let me find a different career.
0: He's very driven. <laughs>
1: I don't even know if that's the right word, but... It is. <laughs> yeah. He's very driven. And driven to do in, insane shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. So <sighs> he goes up there. He's rolling. The two guys come out. He's hiding in the bushes. He gets perfect shots of them, perfect shots of the car. Then he goes inside the house, mm-hmm. and he films the bodies. And by now, he's he's like one of those geniuses who just watches it on the internet. He memorizes things. He knows how to frame it. He knows how to sell it. He takes it back to the news station. And they're all over it.
1: Yeah, all. And over so it. are the police, though.
0: Yeah, the police are too. He does not give any video of the people who, who did the shootings, even though he has it.
1: He he cuts out the parts that are incriminating or would take away from him getting maybe more shots in the future. Uh, <laughs> that's a big part of this movie. Is he's willing. To make it seem like these guys are still on the loose, even though he could turn them in, Mm -hmm. just so he can get better stuff.
0: Just so we can have the grand finale. Yep. Which is he follows the guys that he knows did the killing. With his poor assistant. Uh Uh-huh. He follows them. He, He could have called the cops right then, but his plan is to follow them somewhere where it could be a good filming of a possible shootout.
1: So either possible shootout. He didn't know if they had a gun or not but he wanted to just get into an area a better more populated area where they could film the arrest and it would just be just people would eat it up. Mm-hmm. And so the two culprits they go into this like Chinese restaurant. So he calls the cops and t- d- gives their descriptions perfectly and is like, "Oh, wait, one of them has a gun. Uh, I got to go, they might see me." And so of course one does actually have a gun and there's the shootout and man, he so he makes Rick This poor homeless guy who, he just needs money so bad. Um, He's been manipulated so hard throughout the entire movie. He makes poor Rick get out and take one of the cameras so there can be a second angle on the shooting. And so they're filming it, and then the fucking cops kill one of them. They kill one of the cops. It's a big shootout. Yeah, big-ass shootout, and one of the dudes just starts driving away. And so then they can fucking... Jake Gyllenhaal's crazy ass. He, he's he got a fucking nice red uh, Dodge Challenger, by the way.
0: Sweet it, car.
1: It is much faster than the piece of shit he was driving before. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, the whole point is you get there first, you get the good shot, so get a fast car. So then he's just, like, tailgating a cop who is chasing after the guy. The cop gets T-boned in a red light. So then it's just him chasing the guy and i'm like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck and then a cop pulls out in front of the guy and then the guy uh pit maneuvers the cop and then he crashes really hard and so jake gyllenhaal goes up to the car uh that's like flipped and the bad guy's in it and he tells rick hey rick he's dead come get the shot and then of course the guy's not dead he fills rick with bullets
0: well, then, the reason is because Rick wanted more money. Yeah, and he did the whole Jake Gyllenhaal thing back to him and painted him back into a corner. Yeah, and Jake did not like that. Basically, saying, "Hey, I can go to the cops. I can give them the story if you don't give me half." Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so so Jake let him uh, Get let him killed. let him take some bullets and so made could, for a better shot too. So, so he could hire some other people at the end.
1: The detectives went after him, but scot free. He's good. Mm-hmm. The last scene is showing him expanding his business, hiring new people, new vans and stuff, <laughs> and then it just pans up to the moon.
0: Uh, let's see what the internet has to say. Uh, Los Angeles' denizen, Louis Bloom, survives by scavenging and petty theft. He stumbles into a new career as a cameraman and, armed with a camcorder and a police scanner, begins nocturnal forays across the city in search of shocking and grisly crimes. When he catches the eye of Shopborn news director, played by Rene Russo, who welcomes the chance to raise her station's ratings, Lewis goes to increasingly greater lengths to catch the money shot. It's kind of a
1: funny way to put it. Yeah. Uh, more, Mormon mothers did not write that.
0: <laughs> what do you think Mormon mothers would call that? They wouldn't call it the money shot.
1: They would use the word ejaculate. <laughs> for sure. Um, or semen, maybe. I feel like ejaculate is a little mm-hmm. more like quote-unquote proper. Okay. <laughs> I mean, shot is shot. <laughs> ejaculate shot... Uh, more commonly to the face, <laughs> or or to the haunches, the haunches.
0: <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Man spills baby seed on haunches
1: for <laughs> <laughs> sexual pleasure and excitement.
0: So I can't imagine. Like I think paparazzi are scum. Like Leo DiCaprio walks out of a fucking restaurant or something. There's like seven people just constantly shooting.
1: Fuck off! It's the downside of being rich, famous, and well recognized. Yeah,
0: but that would suck. And I just feel like you know what they're trying to make money. But I feel like I feel like you're a piece of shit. You
1: could do something better, and probably easy. Well, I mean, it's not. There's nothing really easier than just spamming a button and getting a ton of photos of somebody.
0: I feel like the personality you have to have to do something like that. You're a dick. And yeah. Like,
1: because you just you're making actively making someone's life uncomfortable yeah,
0: and you have no problem with it.
1: Yeah. Well, no. but they're making money from it. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like understandable to a degree,
0: but I yeah. just know we wouldn't be friends. Yeah. Um and so a person like this who goes right up as somebody's dying and basically <laughs> sticks a camera in their face or somebody's been in a horrible car wreck and rather than helping like those two guys who ran up on the burning car. And the police were still trying to get that person out. They could have helped get the person out. Instead, they're filming so they can make money. Scumbag. True. Fucking total scumbags. And I was thinking, you know, I've given a lot of thought to our 100th episode and what we might do. One of the things I thought about doing is is having like a our own Academy Awards kind of thing. Mm-hmm. with Of all the movies we've done, our favorite actor, best titties, you know, things like that. <laughs> and I just thought... <laughs> Who of all the movies we've watched would be a bigger scumbag than this guy?
1: Um, I mean, we'd uh, have to go through the no, list. I, but... I probably got the biggest one. That would be um, Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator. He's a bigger scumbag than the guys filming someone getting pulled out of a burning car.
0: Okay. So Joaquin Phoenix, um, Gladiator would... Yeah. Okay. He's right.
1: probably number one out of everything we've seen. Well, I
0: think we should probably come up with some categories and maybe maybe look into this. Maybe maybe the turkey from Thanksgiving has <laughs> a big scumbag. You know, we would <laughs> definitely have nominees and then we would have to open up the envelope to see and, who uh, who makes yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Maybe a couple honorable mentions.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess that is the nominees. But as far as performance goes, gosh, man. His his performance in this was masterful. I mean, he like at one part I was like. I don't even recognize him as Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. He totally transformed. Like, he looked different than he did in other parts of the movie. Like, he came upon a car crash, and he was trying to get a great shot, but the body, you couldn't see it. And this
1: was early on yeah. in his transformation to, like, full businessman, willing to do anything.
0: He goes down, and he drags the body into a place where there's more lighting the so he headlights. Can film it. Yeah. And he's standing up getting a shot from up above. And I was just like, look at his face. He was so excited and happy about it. But yeah. his face was also crazy. And I was like, dude, that doesn't even look like fucking Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. at all. He just, he transforms or morphs into different characters. His, he was unrecognizable almost from what he looked like in Donnie Darko. I mean, mm-hmm. his face was, I think you said gaunt. Yeah. His eyes were bulging out. His hair was greasy. Just his mannerisms. He, the way he talked and everything. Ugh. He, fuck, he's a great actor, man. Yeah. He's a fucking great actor. hmm
1: I mean, this movie makes you think that he's a method actor because there's no way he can go from just, like, doing that just to being, like, regular Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, there's got to be something off about him while he's filming <laughs> this movie. Yeah. You can just tell he is so into it, like, 100% into it and hopefully enjoying
0: what he does. Oh, I think without a doubt. Because he's damn good at it. Yeah. Okay, so I want to touch on something you kind of started talking about earlier. Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. Do you think Jake Gyllenhaal could have done the same kind of job that Joaquin Phoenix did playing Joker?
1: The same caliber? I would say yes. I still think Joaquin Phoenix was, by far, would make a better Joker in that exact movie than... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and I mean I've seen Joaquin Phoenix do it, but not Jake. So I mean of course I'd be saying that. Yeah. I think it would be rather close, honestly. But then think about the laugh, that nasty cackle he would do. There's no way Jake Gyllenhaal could do that as good. I don't know, man. And uh, I Wa- Joaquin Phoenix has more of a rough look to him too. Jake Gyllenhaal could definitely do something rough, but he's got a he's like a smooth face man. Joaquin Phoenix got some creases, some age some hurt from real life with his brother and
0: everything. I just wonder, I would love to fucking see it. I would love oh, to, yeah. to watch them side by side. And I just wonder if it would have been Jake Gyllenhaal that did Joker, and we, we just see, watched a yeah. movie with Joaquin Phoenix in Nightcrawler, if we'd say the same thing. Well, he probably wouldn't have done as good a job as Gyllenhaal as the Joker, but you know, I, so I would have never thought that anybody could have done as good a job as is Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker. And, and I still, I'm not saying that Jake Gyllenhaal could, but I wrote it in my notes that could he have fucking pulled it off. Close.
1: I mean, <laughs> I can't say definite whether he would or wouldn't. All I'm going to say is it would be close, because it definitely would be. He can play crazy. They both can. Yeah. I mean, crazy is kind of like a... Well, I think Joaquin Phoenix is crazy.
0: Not, <laughs> a not little the, bit, Not yeah. to the extent that Joker is, but if you ever hear the guy talk and if you heard his... Academy Award speech, dudes.
1: He's not great.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> it, they're, he, he he could probably use a little bit of help. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But. I, and I don't think that Jake Gyllenhaal is that way.
1: No, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is probably more of a normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I don't a normal, know. But uh, Joe. I
0: mean, Jake, if you're listening, call in. Uh, we'd, love to, yep. we'd love to hear more about it because, you know what? Fuck, we're pretty big fans at this point.
1: And we want your take on if you'd be a better joker
0: or not. <laughs> I bet he'd say yes. <laughs> you know, at one point, he was not getting to places on time, and other people were beating him to the punch and selling stuff. Oh. And Rene Russo, like, he took her to dinner one night and basically said, you know what, you need me, sweeps is coming up, and you're about to be out of contract.
1: You're the lowest rated thing, Uh uh, like channel. There's no way. If this goes poorly, you're fired, basically. Yeah,
0: basically, you're going to bang me, and you're going to pay me this much. and There's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) And and we think, well, no, she's not going to. Find out later that, yeah, she is. So she's pissed off because he's not bringing her good stuff, like Mm -hmm. on a couple of nights. And so I thought at that point, you know what, He's gonna start fucking murdering people and then filming it. So I really thought it was gonna take that turn. And and I'm glad yeah. it didn't because I liked it taking me somewhere where I didn't necessarily think it was gonna go.
1: I honestly, I'm gonna be honest, I thought that's what this movie was about. Hmm. Uh, that he eventually like got to that point where he was just gonna be making his own crimes. But then I was like, that would make no sense because like it, it, He would just be tied to every single one. He'd be right there, right on time to each like brutal murder or whatever. I mean, he got kind of close uh, to that point uh, because the guy who filmed at the very beginning the people pulling uh, the person out of the flaming car, that guy was beating him places, and that guy hired a, another person to do a second van so they're getting even more coverage. And so basically he just sabotaged the guy's car, and made a great video and story out of
0: him. Yeah, he was played by the great Bill Paxton. Um, rest in peace. Love that guy. So I know you haven't watched Breaking Bad. You you tried to watch a couple episodes. You got a little angry about some things. But yeah. The thing with Breaking Bad is Walter White is a horrible person doing horrible things, but you root for him throughout most of the show. Yeah, I mean, he's... And he
1: never I, kills anybody, okay. from my understanding. Well,
0: so, uh, he does. <laughs> yeah, um, I figured but, he did, but. Okay, so he's not a horrible person, but he kind of becomes a person who does horrible things, which in turn makes you a horrible person. Well, but you root for him.
1: From my understanding, though, he has cancer, and he loves his family, and he's got to pay for his treatments. And so, I mean, when you're a newbie at this shit, like in the very beginning I saw... He's a complete noob to making meth and being a gangster and shit. And, but the more you do it, the more you get used to it or desensitized to it and good at it. And, I mean, the better you are at it, the more money you're making, the more chemotherapy you can afford or whatever. If it's a life or death situation, you just... That's what I feel like the human... Not body <laughs> or whatever. The, the humans are capable of doing what has to be done if it's going to save their life or okay. the lives of ones but
0: that left. you only saw like four or five episodes.
1: But I know he becomes you have the no, one who knocks. You have, who,
0: you have no idea who he becomes could and what he does. kill and
1: rape and pillage an entire village and steal all their meth and sell it for a billion dollars.
0: No, you, uh, and he never becomes good at some things. The the thing he's good at or great at is making perfect meth. The so other stuff he, that goes along with it that he does and gets mixed up in, he's not good at and but he tries to do <laughs> he gets it anyway. Jesse to do it, and he does it anyway, dude. At some point, you've got to fucking watch Breaking Bad. You fucking got to. It's a fucking crime that you haven't. You love the episode you watched.
1: I just got so mad. I know because he had some dude like chained up in the basement or whatever, mm-hmm. and he like put his leg up, and the guy stabbed his leg, and I was like. What a fucking imbecile. Because, I mean, it just makes somebody look dumb in an instant. Like, he, he had already seen that he had the sharp object, the plate shard or whatever, and he put his leg directly in harm's way. That's when you just let him sit down there for four more days... They'll starve and thirst to
0: death. He's a fucking high school chemistry teacher <laughs> who was about and, to commit murder for the first time. And didn't know what he's fucking doing. Got
1: his, he's going to have to go to a lot of physical therapy.
0: No, he's not. Because he
1: got stabbed in the calf.
0: All right, That's dude.
1: a pretty... <laughs> Settle the fuck
0: down. But well, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, you're, you're in a different place than you were when you tried to yeah, watch that the that first was, time. You've got to fucking finish that. He's, You've got to.
1: It just made him not look like a brainiac. It, it and I is, wanted him to be a brainiac from it, the start. He is a fucking brain I know,
0: but he had a moment of weakness. I understand. Breaking Bad is by far the best television of all time.
1: We're not an amazing race.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. Were you ever into that, or was that just because mom Um, wanted it on TV? You know, your mom loves all the reality TV shows. Big Brother and Survivor and stuff. The first couple years were okay, but I always pictured myself in the amazing race (laughs) with your mother, and I thought (laughs) I I would be divorced so quick (laughs) because... I would become such an a-hole. Like, I don't like being rushed anywhere, and I'm very competitive, and there would just yeah. be so many reasons why she would hate my guts, and I would hate her guts at the end. And, and I love mm-hmm. your mother, but our marriage would not survive the amazing race. Yeah. There's just no fucking way.
1: And you, you would never be able to handle losing to Becky and her douche husband. No.
0: <laughs> so what I was getting at with Walter White is Jake Gyllenhaal on this, he's a scumbag, He's putting people in harm's way. He's going up and filming people in their worst moments. He cares more about himself and furthering his business than he does human life. And he didn't turn
1: people in who just brutally murdered yeah, three others. But you kind of root for him. Because he's the main character. <laughs> I, and, like. There's parts where I wanted him to get shot in the head so like I wouldn't have to be so uncomfortable. Because this movie is varying levels of uncomfortable from the the moment it starts. it's just uncomfortable. It has a such an uncomfortable tone. Nothing really even uncomfortable has to be happening for it to be uncomfortable and it is the entire time. So there are moments where I was like please like random anvil crush this man to death. Uh and then there were times where I was like come on, come on. Like don't get caught, don't get caught. Like, when the detectives were on his ass for a little bit, I was like, please don't get caught. But if you asked me, like, 15 minutes before then, I was like, yes, kill him, kill him. Mm -hmm. He's got, like, the same creepiness that, like, a stereotypical movie like Mortician has. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just uncomfortable. I feel like I said that word, like, nine times in the last minute and a half. But I mean it. (laughs) It
0: it, it was uncomfortable. Anytime he was on the screen, it was an an uncomfortable moment, for sure.
1: And he was uncomfortable looking, too. So he could be silent and you're still feeling it. All right, favorite parts? I I really enjoyed, even though it was so tense and uncomfortable, when he went into the house right after the two gunmen left. Yeah. And he's just videoing dead people and one guy was still alive, but he just got the shot and left. That was it's so tense, but even though I hated it because it was so tense, you got to give credit for people making a movie and it makes you feel so strongly a certain way. So I'd say probably that whole sequence where they get there and until they leave was probably my favorite.
0: There, there was a little part that I really liked. Um, Bill Paxton was trying to get him to join the team mm. because he'd finally made it, and Paxton's just trying to sell it, and he's like, no. My business plan really calls for me to do this on my own. I like working for myself. And Paxton keeps trying and keeps trying. And he's like, you know what I want to do right now? I want to grab you by the ears and I want to yell in your face. And he just, he's got no social skills whatsoever. He just says whatever's on, on his mind. I mean, we think shit like that. But there's, like, we have a dam that stops it from coming out of our mouth. <laughs> yeah. And some people just don't, and he just doesn't.
1: And those people don't survive. Yeah. and <laughs> in a corporate America, at least. I mean, if you call your boss a shit face, piece of shit nobody, right in front of his face, he's going to fire you. you can or He's going to fire you. You can
0: do that as you're walking out, though. That, that would feel good.
1: Yeah, you... you quit when they need you most but they they hoed you earlier
0: yeah, I, for I, revenge i had a job and it was at a a restaurant and uh this is the only time i've ever walked out on a job well no there was another time um
1: <laughs> i've walked out on a job i know you have you witnessed me I, walking I did, out. i did on witness job. you
0: because i knew you were about to so <laughs> I, I stayed in the parking lot to try to keep you from doing it but
1: God, try to keep me from doing it by looking at the front door waiting for me to walk and walk out and that's not very preventative. <sighs> I knew it texted me.
0: That's another story just, for another day. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I had this moment. I, I was a bus boy, then I became a cook, then I became like an assistant manager. And the boss loved me. He let me stay at his house when he went out of town. But he was an asshole. And he would lose his temper all the time. And there were some times where he would just close the restaurant down, like right in the middle of the day. He'd get pissed off and he would be like, no more customers. And so somebody would have to go stand by the door and say, we're closed. I was in college at the time and there's this big festival that happens and we all asked, hey, we'd, we'd love to go to this festival. It's a big thing. A bunch of bands are there. It's a really kick-ass time. We'd all like to have that day off. And so he gives us a list. He says, if you get all these things done by the certain date, yes, you can do it. Well, it's about three days before that date happens and he's like, uh, y'all haven't done enough. Forget it. You're not taking that day off. And we're like, Dude, no! Why are we you, procrastinators? You, no, 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 no! You, you gave us time. We had a plan. We were going to have it done by the time it needed to be done. And everybody looks to me because I have his ear, and because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like number two, yeah, in the company now. And so there's this book that you leave notes for the day crew and for the night crew and stuff like this. So I, I write this long thing. And everybody's behind me. Everybody's like, "Yeah, we'll just fucking walk out." And I'm like, "Okay." So I write this long thing about how it's bullshit, but I word it really, really nice. Mm-hmm. But I call him out, and uh, I, you know, I say that you know it, it's not right. And if this is what you decide to do, and you're going to go back on your word, you're basically not going to have anybody working here that day.
1: You drew the line in the sand. I did.
0: And I show up that next morning, and my fucking nuts are up in my stomach because mm-hmm. I'm just worried what he's going to say but i know everybody else has got my back and uh he's like i read uh I read what was in the binder and he's like is that the way you feel and i'm like yep and he's like get the hell out of here and i uh i looked around and nobody's making eye contact with me
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you can't expect somebody to keep your back when it's going to cost them some, They
0: too. were all fired up and ready to walk well, out yeah, with me. yeah, but they're
1: pussies. I would have walked know. out with you. I would have oh. been like, you know what? This is a great spontaneous moment to say, fuck this guy and just
0: walk out. Nobody left. I ended up going and getting a better job anyway, except I didn't get the benefits of um, taking home free food all the time. But <laughs> anyway... um, yeah, I'll just call that my favorite part when he was telling off Bill Paxton. I thought that was pretty cool. That was cool. All right. Um, I mean, goes without saying, Bucket of Chicken.
1: Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, fucking. And that's the only option, really. There's not really <laughs> too much more. There's
0: no other option.
1: Well, I mean, I was thinking maybe like cinematography or something like that. Nothing stood out. No. But I feel like things could have stood out, but I was just so focused on Jake Gyllenhaal the mm-hmm. whole time that I, I missed stuff. Uh, but yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Yeah, no, no brainer. No no brainer yeah. whatsoever. I think Joaquin Phoenix could have done a great job in this movie too.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then I thought about some moments where he's like a when they're parked outside the Chinese restaurant and this the way he's wording everything and delivering everything to Rick to just keep him in. I, I mean I can't really picture Joaquin Phoenix doing that very well. Not not as well or smooth and convincing. I mean, but I mean I don't have examples of both of them doing both sides. Like how Jake Gyllenhaal is great at doing like the smooth crazy. While, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, he can do the fucking, the rough crazy. I, I would say they're both better at doing the ones I've seen them do, but I haven't seen either of them do the other side, you know?
0: I, I think you tell Jake Gyllenhaal, here's who I want you to be. I think he becomes it.
1: I, I I do too. I
0: don't think Joaquin Phoenix can do that on every level. He can do what he's done perfectly, but if you tell Joaquin Phoenix you're just going to be a straight-laced guy in this movie, I think he would struggle with it, whereas yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal can nail that, but he can also nail crazy. Yeah, He's just a fucking great actor.
1: They both are. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah. And I would rather like, cut my toe off than have to choose, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah. I, I don't think I could. I think I'd beat myself up for choosing the wrong one either way. So
0: uh it's impossible. Well, you may have to. Hundredth episode. We'll see. Uh, All right, score time.
1: Um I, I think an eighty eight. Oh really? I, I liked the movie and he's just a fantastic actor, but I was ready for it to be over uh most of the time. I just squirm too much. It's really just a personal thing. I have to take off a lot of points because I didn't really enjoy watching a, <laughs> the vast majority of it. But at the same time, i I've, it's like how during a scary movie, mom will cover her eyes but like look still. It was basically I had that relationship with this movie. Yeah. But it in a lot of movies, there's like there'll be parts like maybe in American Pie, there's something really uncomfortable that would make me be like, Ugh, uh, and then the rest of the movie isn't. This movie was the uncomfortable, squirmy part, but just stretched for an hour fifty seven minutes.
0: You watch Bruno and Borat? That's different. It's, that is it's fucking way more uncomfortable <laughs> to watch.
1: <laughs> I can watch it. Oh, I, I that don't makes know. no it, sense it, to me. It was just—it's hard. It was really hard for me to watch a lot of this movie, but I still give it an almost A.
0: Yeah, I'm 86. It was an enjoyable movie.
1: You thought I was? You said, "Oh, really? I thought you're about to drop like a 99." No, or something. no, I thought
0: I thought you were going to be like 100. Uh, uh, I was going to give it between a 97 and a 98, but I uh, just uh, like like you do. I thought it was going to be high.
1: I had already. I'm surprised. I thought about it too. Yeah. I was. It's a good movie. Yeah.
0: Jake Gyllenhaal is the reason it's a good movie.
1: A 100 for
0: his performance. Yeah, his performance was fantastic. But
1: not a 100 for the movie.
0: But overall, I tend to be more on the IMDb side of things.
1: Or the Simon Cowell side of things. I'm like Paula Abdul. <laughs> you're like Simon Cowell with some of these movies, but you're necessary. But so is the softy. So.
0: <laughs> All right, got anything else? No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to episode 74, a.k.a. the Thanksgiving episode. Did
1: Thanksgiving count last year?
0: I don't fucking know. I, you know what? I, I want to talk about that on our next episode. <laughs> okay. okay. We, we should have counted all of those. I, and that's what I want to talk about. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and talk about it right now, because we are somewhere around like 85 or 86 in reality because of all the movie mug and Halloween spectaculars, which I think there was ten or eleven of those, I don't know. And then our Thanksgiving, and then Lobby Time X. Um, and so I'm thinking we could celebrate our hundredth in like uh, fifteen weeks, or we could celebrate our hundredth in like thirty weeks or something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. I, so I would like to celebrate our hundredth episode when it's really our hundredth yeah. episode. So so here's the deal. This is episode, I think, number seventy-four, or it could be number eighty-six. You'll just have to tune in to our next episode to see if we say it's episode eighty-seven or if it's episode seventy-five. I don't know. I, I'm I'm leaning more towards let's have our hundredth episode be when it's really episode number one hundred. I don't know what that's going to look like, but who the fuck cares? This is our show. And if we want to change, <laughs> if we want to change numbers, then we're going to change numbers. Maybe this is episode three hundred ninety-nine. It's
1: going to be episode
0: bloody blicks. Next week. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'm just going to do that every time I can. I'm going to fucking mute your mic.
1: Episode one blundered. (laughs) Just add a BL in front of it, and it's completely different.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, valued listeners, happy Thanksgiving. I I Really, this has been one of the shittiest fucking years in uh, our nation's existence, and whether it... I mean... Let's be real. It's not going to end when, uh, at midnight on December 31st, but it has been a shitty year. But there are some things to be thankful for, and I just hope you do take some of this time to think about those things. And just, at least for a day, don't dwell on the negative because that's, that's the easy thing to do. Think mm-hmm. about things that are good in your life and uh, dwell on those for the day. And hug a loved one and uh, smooch on your honey and uh,
1: be thankful for all blix the eight of your friends gosh <laughs>
0: alright guys happy Thanksgiving um, you know us if you want to keep up with us you can find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at muggin if you'd like to email us moviemuggin at gmail.com happy Thanksgiving we will catch you uh, next time you know what I think we're going to release an episode as usual on Sunday night so stay tuned for that okay and uh, Latris on the Minjay. yep I like to pamper my butthole.